I think the next Venom movie will reverse this classic origin by having the Venom symbiote detach from Eddie Brock, reattach to Peter Parker, who's mad at Eddie, and then he becomes the black-suited Spider-Man. Maximum Carnage storyline on the big screen, where the kids have wanted since the 90s. Eddie Brock and Peter Parker teaming up to take down Carnage. Yeah, boys, boys, welcome back to the Rockstars. This is Rogue Theory. I'm back. I did it. I came back. I survived coronavirus. My, my arm uh, that's just not, cramped. That's not funny. <laughs> <laughs> Your hand cramped? My arm just flexing? cramped up from flexing. <laughs> <laughs> if you need to take a break for the rest of the episode, Tommy, Put some heat on that. Don't put ice. Put heat on that. Uh, it's fine. It's yeah. just tingling right now. <laughs> Guys, uh, this is Rogue Theory. This episode, we're going to find out how Spider-Man is going to finally meet Venom. Uh, but... With us to find that out, uh, well, I'm Philip Molina, but who cares, uh, is, of course, Eric Boss. Hi. I'm tingling too, Tommy, but in a different place. It's athlete's right. dick. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, uh, uh, Tommy Bechtold is back. Ooh. Hi, everyone. Because you blew out the other arm. Yeah, now, <laughs> now I have arm. two arm cramps. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Sam, I haven't seen you in so long. Hello. How is everyone? I was going for a hug. I was go- and you gave me the princess wave. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just close me out. Get out of here. <laughs> uh, guys, also in this episode, we're going to be talking about kind of the only recent Star Wars news, uh, other than Leslie Hedlund, the crazer, creator of uh, Russian Doll, is doing uh, her own uh, exciting Disney Plus show. Now we've also found out that Taika's getting a movie, and we're going to get into that later. Uh, but first... Much more important. Sam, how you been? I'm okay. How are you guys doing? Great. Sam, we don't have time for this. We got to get into okay, it. Okay, cool. Uh, okay, so this week for the second time, Tom Hardy posted on his Instagram. He's so weird, but I love him. Yeah. He posted a picture <laughs> of Venom eating Spider-Man, and it's a thing he keeps doing. Uh, and it like, And then he immediately deletes it. Like, almost like, ooh, did he get in trouble for posting that because it was too real or too hot? Uh, but Sony has been asked to respond to these each time, and they're just like, no, we're not saying anything about it. We're not saying it means anything, but also not not saying that Spider-Man's not, not going to be in Venom. So you see, you catch my drift, Tommy? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Your nose is bleeding. Uh, <laughs> so... <laughs> The rumor is, this is serious, <laughs> that it's looking like Spider-Man is definitely going to have a cameo in Venom 2. I want to know, how does Spider-Man show up in Venom 2? Let there be carnage, let there be rogue theories. Okay, I have a, uh, a theory. The thing is, is it's kind of been weird so far in the Sony-verse that we have a Venom without a Spider-Man. Because we know in the comics, Venom only exists because Peter Parker had the symbiote on him right. first. It dripped off of him onto his rival at the Daily Bugle, Eddie Brock. And that's why Venom has Spider-Man qualities. That's why he kind of looks like Spider-Man. Why he has like a a, a Spider-esque logo. logo. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So (laughs) it's just kind of weird that they skipped that step in the first Venom movie. Well, I think this next Venom sequel will fix that. I think the next Venom movie will reverse this classic origin by having the Venom symbiote detach from Eddie Brock, reattach to Peter Parker, who's mad at Eddie, and then he becomes the black-suited Spider-Man. That's fascinating, but real quick, uh, why he mad at Eddie? Well, okay. Well, so the last time we saw Peter Parker was at the end of Spider-Man Far From Home when J. Jonah Jameson outed him to the world, right? So I have to imagine the next time we see Peter Parker in a movie, he's going to have to have left his uh, Spider-Man identity behind. And what is the thing he's most passionate about? Well, traditionally in the comics, uh, Peter Parker works for Feast. It's a, it's a homeless care organization. And I think this is going to be the chapter where we see him working with homelessness outreach. And I think just to get away from the New York scene, he's going to go to the west coast and work with the homeless people in san francisco which has a very very bad homeless homelessness problem so i think he's gonna uh be working for feast in san francisco but J. jonah jameson's network tracks him down and says oh this is where peter parker is now he's gonna reach out
out to local San Francisco reporter Eddie Brock and is going to give him an assignment. Says, see if you can do a story on this kid. I'll pay top dollar for any Peter Parker footage you find. And then so Eddie Brock tracks him down. Peter's like, I'm done with that. I don't want to do I don't want to do the media spotlight anymore. But Eddie's like, look, I promise it'll be a story focused on the homelessness plight in San Francisco. This is what I care about. So Peter Parker reluctantly agrees. But the footage goes to J. Jonah Jameson. They chop it up to make it all about Peter Parker. It blows up Peter Parker's face. He gets fired from Feast. He's furious with Eddie Brock and begins stalking him right around the same time. Carnage, because remember, Carnage is in this movie too. Let there be Carnage. Uh, He has broken out of San Quentin, um, wreaking havoc all across San Francisco. So Eddie Brock is distracted while Peter Parker is finding him. There's a battle that leaves Eddie and Venom wounded. Peter Parker goes up to him and the Venom symbiote reattaches onto Peter Parker to create the the black incarnation of Peter Parker. So basically, this movie is Eddie Brock fighting a war on two fronts. On one side, Carnage. On the other side, this this kid who he accidentally betrayed, Peter Parker. And he has to convince Peter Parker to side with him and join him in this fight against Carnage. Uh, And the only way Peter Parker agrees to do that is Carnage begins to uh, target the homeless population of San Francisco to create his drones, as we saw in the absolute Carnage storyline so peter parker and eddie brock join forces droning homeless people into be oh god it's really how many drafts into the script are you oh i I got a couple rewrites but uh sony isn't getting back to me for whatever reason maybe they already have people writing it i guess (laughs) whatever things are backed up because of this whole lockdown i get it yeah. yeah did you shove it in your playstation yeah i've uh it's one of many things i've shoved into my playstation is PlayStation code for something, or...? I'm referring to my memory cards. Remember, you had to plug those things in, and it had, oh, like, yeah. you could Your save, butt, like, eight you games. Memories. Yeah, you'll never forget. Uh, Eric, that was so much that you get automatically two rogies. Ooh! Uh, just for uh, taking care of saying so much in the episode that I don't have to worry about <laughs> saying much now. Uh, there you go, there's two for you. Also, uh, for... Uh, you know what, I'm going to be generous this time, because also you've been uh, looking out for me hosting... So thank oh, yeah. you for that. So it's three rogies. Wow, wow three rogies. Wow. Okay, on my end, the rogies turn into some Sony brand headphones. See, I already buy your headphones. Wow. Let me write your movies. Um, also, <laughs> sign of the times, it turned into a nice cough drop. Hopefully I won't need Ooh. that, right? And also, um, to keep us occupied, but also keep us aware, the board game Pandemic. Wow. Oh. It's, it's, it's a fun cool. game to start playing, but not a fun game to think about in context of the real world. I have a feeling that Eric uh, had a couple of uh, props ready for his rogies this week. Uh, How dare you? And so now, get ready to get a lot of rogies, Eric, because I want to see everything that you can uh, manage. So, <laughs> okay, whatever it comes out as. Just like... Hey, two socks! <laughs> uh, we'll see. Uh, all right, who's next? Well, who's the brave soul that wants to follow that entire epic film? All right, I, I will go next, and because I believe brevity is the soul of wit, I will uh, make mine more concise and better. Uh, so, What I other believe... digs do you have directly at Eric? <laughs> okay. Nothing. That was a joke. I, that, was me, that was me just covering up for the fact that mine is only going to be two minutes long. Uh, much like my lovemaking. Anyway, at best, J. Jonah Jameson is going to be digging into the Life Foundation, which is the, you know, the evil organization that was basically responsible for killing his son john so that's going to start becoming uh like daily bugle and whatever his tmz show is in the spider sony universe now uh they're gonna be doing a lot of like reporting on the on the life foundation and and it's gonna be clear that it's become an obsession of his now peter parker has at this point gone away from his life as uh, a Spider-Man, and he is now pursuing a career uh, in journalism. He's going to school. He attends a journalism convention where he meets Eddie Brock. Eddie Brock then cues Peter Parker into just the specific evils of the Life Foundation, the experimenting on prisoners, the the uh the 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 experimenting on staff, the experimenting on the homeless, the experimenting on everyone. Peter then formulates in his brain an idea that he will go to J. Jonah Jameson and make a compromise with him that he will take down the Life Foundation if J. Jonah Jameson promises to stop going after Spider-Man and all of his news outlets. So basically it's like a truce. I'll go take care of this problem. You stop creating problems 
for me. Now, that's all fine and good until they get there and they realize that Cletus Cassidy is one of those inmates that's been experimented on and he now has become Carnage. Mm. And uh, that's where we get the team up of... I don't believe that there's going to be a break between Venom and Spider-Man in this movie yet. I believe that might come in a, either a Spider-Man movie where Eddie goes crazy. I think in this it will be a Eddie Brock and Peter Parker teaming up to take down Carnage and to expose the Life Foundation for both selfish and altruistic reasons. So complex like and, any good superhero and to, movie. And to be clear, why does J. Jonah Jameson want to take it down? Because his son John was killed by the Life Foundation. Oh, uh, just a, so vengeance for him. Yeah, revenge for his son. I don't know if that's a good enough motivator. For me, when my son dies, I, uh, yeah. I'll probably just go for a long walk. <laughs> a, a vengeance walk, though? Yeah, a, a, long, a walk to remember with me and Mandy Moore. <laughs> yeah. uh, be afraid, Mandy. It's still a vengeance walk. Uh, all right, One so- of us won't be remembering anything. Uh, I like that. I, I I like that. There's a a little bit less going on, honestly, in this only because uh, other, in Eric's it, it it you know it, it was almost hard to get Carnage in there because Spider Man could easily lead that movie, um, mm-hmm. and in this one I I would say at least you know you can kind of see that uh, you know Carnage can be the main threat still. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm I'm feeling it, uh, and I'm just gonna give you you know I'm just feeling it. I'm gonna give you three rogies. Three rogies. Oh my gosh! One yeah. is this. Uh... Ghostbusters and toy that, that is pretty scary. Oh, the other one is this to- talking Tomater flashlight thing. Look out, ladies. Mater's fitting to get funky. I'm never leak oil. Ew. I'm never leak oil. <laughs> never. I think that's a cum joke. And then the last one, of course, as I said before. Oh, because he's always wet. He's is uh, Wegman's brand uh, hazelnut spread, which we all know is just... Nutella, but it's called Hazel Nutton, and God knows when Hazel's nut, it gets everywhere. Wegmans. Uh, was the Ghostbusters one related too? Well, he's got a sloppy tongue. Looks like he could really take whatever you give him. So. <laughs> yes, yeah. Uh, you can cut that out or leave it in. Your choice. I don't know where you want the views to go. Uh, leave it like in. Button if you like that, uh, that sloppy tongue. You don't know where we want the views. Yeah. On YouTube. Well, you want them up, I assume. Some videos I think we purposely try and gotcha. suppress, right? Like mine. Uh... <laughs> uh, gotcha. All right. Uh, Sam, I'm going to uh, uh, be very curious to see what role Spider-Man plays in yours because a uh, very prominent cameo in these two theories. Okay, so, and I thank you for, uh, I would try to stay silent because I wanted to save the best for last. I really like to land the plane with this one. I think to kick it off, we want to pick up with Eddie after the events of interviewing Carnage, and he is now, re- the let's, let's throw away a bunch of the alien stuff for now. Let's not focus on that. Let's really focus on him being an investigative journalist. That's what the kids go into these movies to see. They don't want to see him no fight aliens in and turn... Movie. 100% Boo. Film. <laughs> no thanks. No, so we're having him focus more on him being an investigative journalist, and he is assigned by his editors to investigate Peter Parker, but deep down, Eddie has a feeling that something about this video is fishy. It looks like fake news. Now we're getting political. This is what kids want to see in their superhero movies. More politics. Vlogs. Politics. Vlogs. Vlogs. And so he <laughs> he's able to hunt down... Peter Parker, and he's able to interview him. And while this is going on, we have the inner monologue of Venom talking with Eddie. And Venom, who has now been asked by Eddie to stop eating people, we're going to do things that help people, is on a hero kick. And after seeing what Spider-Man's capable of and the kind of hope he's able to instill in the people of New York and the people of the world, he wants to be more like him, which leads to, taking a little thing from Eric, him leaving Eddie and attaching himself to Peter so that he can learn to be a stronger hero. But of course, everything goes wrong. Some of my favorite stories in Spider-Man comics is when Venom like knocks out Peter and he uses his body as kind of like a tool to go out and fight crime, but he just stays silent the whole time. That way we get the Spider-Man costume. I want the big spider on Venom, even though it doesn't really make a lot of sense. I don't care. I want to see that. I want to see that on the costume. I want to see uh, in this story, uh, Peter and Eddie having an argument about what it means to be a hero and also what they mean to the world as these enhanced individuals. And it could get to the point where we help Peter get out of this snag, but I think we want to save that for Spider-Man 3 because then what are, what was the point of the tease? Why would you do that? And throughout this, 
Eddie knows that there's something more to do with uh, Carnage, and his editor just keeps saying, no, you're gonna have to talk to that Peter kid, you gotta talk to that Parker kid, you gotta figure out uh, if he's actually Spider-Man or if J. Jonah Jameson's just crazy, and while that's happening, Carnage is sneaking out of prison, so as Peter and Eddie are coming uh, to a head and they're fighting over the Venom symbiote and each other, we see Carnage get out and he starts murdering people, they gotta team up and they gotta go after him, and that's how we get the uh, Maximum Carnage storyline on the big screen where the kids have wanted since the 90s <laughs> but no symbiotes in any of, of that <laughs> just all oh no no, no. it's off screen about it yeah <laughs> yeah uh, sam i love it that's three rogies Ooh, One, hold on two. it's coming through oh, oh my god it's sorry my printer just got a little kicked over here <laughs> there we go oh my goodness this is very creative of you. It's an Iron Giant Tiki wow. mug uh-huh. from the Mondo Tees, and I'm going to count this. It's the stir for it. Wow. <laughs> okay. And, and yeah. And also, low on things. <laughs> <laughs> a three step foot peeling mask. Ooh. I Ooh. Thanks. Oh, weird a, thing. I've done that. <laughs> and sure. Let's say that I already did one and it's gross. That's a gro- it's grosser than you think it's gonna be. Yeah, I keep thank you though, Eric, but he doesn't do one. <laughs> Sam, real quick before before uh, we go into tweets, uh, you don't know this, but the whole time uh, you really actually had me extra hooked because this small thing, I, I, it was this idea that they keep debating about what it's gonna what it is to be a hero. And then this idea that the thing that makes Eddie Brock special, the symbiote, has left him and has gone to someone else. One, probably making him feel unworthy of the symbiote. But two, it's giving him a prime example of an alternate way that the symbiote can play out. So he himself is probably thinking like, look, man, I'm covered in symbiote goo. This is the best anybody can do with it. And then Spider-Man gets it, and it's just like a normal, like heroic guy. Obviously, we know like it's messing with him too. But it shows Eddie that he maybe isn't even good enough. To, like it shouldn't have chose him. He is gonna need to go on an emotional arc to feel worthy of this symbiote and of being a hero. And for that, Sam, you get a fourth Rogi. Ooh. Oh. Well, thank you so much. This is. Well, now I think you just know a TV show I like. It's a Coochie Kopi. Uh, squishy I do. Uh, thing from I know Bob's you're Burgers. Ill, it leaks when you do that. <laughs> Ew! That sound. Uh, <laughs> Little symbiote comes out of it. Oh, nice. Uh, <laughs> all right, guys. Uh, uh, give me uh, your uh, theory again in the form of a tweet, but that is being written by Venom. Oh. So symbiote voice oh. tweets. Okay. Um, so this tweet is being written by Venom. He just tweeted, Tom Holland is canceled, Barty. And then you're like, what is this hashtag referring to? And you have to click around, click around, click around. <laughs> and eventually you find the original source tweet that was deleted but screen grabbed. And it's a picture, a selfie of Tom Holland posing with a homeless person that was just a caption, feast. And no one knows what it means. <laughs> <laughs> so he was thinking he was leaking Damn the plot of the next movie, Damn but everyone took it out of context, so he had to take it down. <laughs> and, and Tom Holland and Venom coexisting, same universe. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, great, great. All right, love it. Tommy? Oh, okay. J. Jonah Jameson says losing son is not fun. Needs to send <laughs> Spider-Man to help his hand to investigate his son who was alive but now late because he is dead. Eddie Brock puts Carnage on his head. Upside down, Carnage is a symbiote and Eddie Brock can be an idiot until he gets his girlfriend back. (laughs) Uh, Tommy, Venom Poetry is the uh, thing I didn't know I needed and I definitely don't want. (laughs) <laughs> but then, great job uh sam what do you got oh easy uh venom if even if he has a phone on him he's not gonna be using his fingers he's gonna be using his long gross tongue so it's gonna be all caps uh, it's just gonna be random letters <laughs> but to cap it off it's gonna be a heart red heart and then the spider emoji because he's looking to look for, find that uh spider man and and team up with him mm. 
Easy nice. peasy. Remember when these tweets help people remember what your theories were, guys? Uh, <laughs> and instead, now they now ask the question. Like experimental art. They force us to yeah. investigate more into what the hell they're referring to. <laughs> I'm trying if to be trying true to, to, to canon. Yeah, if you're trying to remember, uh, what the, just rewatch the first uh, part of this uh, this episode. Uh, I can't award any more <laughs> rogies for that part. Uh, so let's go ahead and uh, give a quick shout out. Thank you guys so much uh, to ExpressVPN. Uh, so obviously many of us are stuck at home right now and uh, you gotta be thinking about your internet privacy. Tommy, I know you're staying with family right now, so that's probably extra uncomfortable. That's the only reason I need to think about my internet privacy. No other reasons. <laughs> only thinking about my family. What a great guy I am. Yeah, what's so sad is that Tommy doesn't know about incognito mode either, so uh, just never tell no, him that. No, I do everything on cam. I have my own Patreon. Everything I do is donation-based. <laughs> Yeah, this stream was already going, and then <laughs> uh, so, uh, but okay, so all your online activity can actually be traced. Uh, and your internet service provider, uh, this is how we get our reports on Tommy. Uh, they can actually know every single website you visited. That's a hundred percent true. Uh, so that's why uh, when we're at home, we recommend using ExpressVPN. Uh, and just honestly, don't go online without it and make sure that your ISP can't see whatever sites you've uh, visited. Instead, it reroutes your internet connection through ExpressVPN secure servers. Uh, and there are a bunch of, there are thousands of people that, that use those. Um, and it's because there's so many people on there and it's all anonymous, nothing can be traced back to you. Tommy, I'm really pitching you hard on this. Yeah, way. I'm wondering, do we get any sort of employee discount on this thing? Because I would love to find out more about this after the show. Yeah, we, we do have a, a discount for all our employees that watch this video, which uh. is everyone, uh, uh, which we'll get to in one second. Just uh, real quick, just so you know, because uh, I know you're worried about this, it does encrypt 100% of your data. It has best-in-class encryption. Uh, all your information is protected. And you can just use your internet uh, with confidence on your computer, tablet, smartphone. Uh, ExpressVPN works on every device that you... Uh, pretty much every device that you connect uh, to the internet with, just mm -hmm. tap a button and then you're protected. ExpressVPN, fastest, most trusted VPN on the market, rated number one by CNET, who oh, I love CNET, and Wired, I love Wired, uh, and those people obviously know what they're talking about. So yeah. uh, protect your online activity today with a VPN that we trust to secure our privacy. You can visit our special link, Tommy, uh, this is for you right here, uh, expressvpn.com slash rogue. Tommy, I know you spell rogue like rouge, but it's R-O-G-U-E. Oh. Yeah. Uh, and but if you go there, you get an extra three months free on a hey. one year package. Uh, so Tommy, yeah, your your, your package is, is uh, increased for free. Three a months. bigger package? Uh, what is this? Bluetooth? <laughs> uh, hold that thought. Uh, okay. So slash rogue expressvpn.com/slash rogue to learn more. Speaking of Bluetooth, guys. Are you having trouble getting an erection, Always. Sam? <laughs> um, Every day of my life. That Sam is making. The story. Cool, cool segue, and yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thought we were going to talk about it off camera. No, let's go rogue. What's in Sam's head? Why can't he find his confidence in the bedroom anymore? Well, you think Sam has erectile dysfunction. I, my my dick just gave up, popped off my body, and crawled into the garbage disposal. Oh, no. Uh, and then it got on me, and I became uh, symbiote <laughs> Eric. Guys, this is true. I said this before, that uh, Blue Chew is a great way to find some more confidence in the bedroom, and I said that I would try it myself. Uh, so I have it right here. Whoa, right Blue. now? Wow. Right there. We all, no, I took it before we started, buddy. What do you think's oh, holding God. up all this equipment? That's why he's been so I generous. Know, but I'm not, they didn't send any to me. I just bought some, and I've been taking it every morning like a multivitamin. Uh, here's here's the 100% truth. I bought that because I said I would try it, uh, and they didn't send a free one. Uh, I used our, our code. Uh, I went to bluechew.com. I got my first order free with, using our promo code NEWROCK, N-E-W-R-O-C-K. It was 5 bucks for shipping, Rock. which is... Worth it for five nights of shipping. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, and it's uh, B-L-U-E uh, Chew.com uh, and promo code NEWROCK. But going back to it really quick, uh, it really was crazy easy. It's it's cheap, obviously. It was five bucks to get it. It's made in the USA. Uh, it's the same stuff that's in Viagra and Cialis, but you don't have to 
like I didn't have to go to a doctor's office or anything or even like really interact with the pharmacy. I just answered like two questions uh, and I, I drew a stick figure. Well, more of like a limp figure. Uh, and then <laughs> the consultation was free uh, and I got the order shipped directly to my door in wow. discreet packaging. But again, I've said it a million times. It doesn't need to be discreet. I'm literally holding it up on our YouTube channel in I'll public. I'll put a flag outside Crowded. of my house that says Blue Chew. I don't care. Well, if you want that flag to stand tall, bluechew.com with promo code NEWROCK. Uh, and uh, yeah, I mean, guys, would you use Blue Chew? Sure. Would it I sounds pretty it? cool. By the way, this is my favorite ad read of all time. Yeah. <laughs> oh, every, it just is so authentic. Wait, this is an ad read? <laughs> yeah. It's been so well, seamless I mean, we'll and smooth. See. What if I told you I've used Blue Chew every time you've seen me for the last year and a half? What if I told you Blue Chew is the only thing keeping me alive right now? Yeah, what if I told you, don't take that red pill, take the blue chew. What if I told you we got a countdown going Oh, Phil. the rest of this episode? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <sighs> He's gone go nuclear, rogue. folks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Hulk. it's time to talk about... Oh! I... <laughs> 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 uh, it's time to move on to our Discord Rogue Theory. The rest of this episode is going to be very interesting. Uh, guys, every week we play Rogue Theory with our patrons uh, on Discord. Um, this week there were three patrons. <laughs> Something's happening. Uh, Tony and Camry C uh, had really great theories. But our winner this week is Sinister Super Spy. Uh, so the question was about what's, what are the new Avengers going to be? And what is the deal going to be? What are they going to be dealing with? Uh, and his answer I loved... Uh, but we all voted on, on this, our judges and our audience. Uh, and it's, has Thunderbolt Ross becoming a greater threat, specifically using mutant growth hormone to make his own kind of super soldier serum, uh, which results in lots of mutants getting created. Um, but these are mutants that are working for Thunderbolt Ross. So a new team of Avengers has to form featuring Falcon, Shuri now, and these are, this gets crazy, new faces, Namor, Echo, Sentry, uh, team up to take them on. Guys, they take on mutants, they create mutants. Uh, it's a whole new cast of Avengers. What do you guys think of the Discord theory? Oh, I am uh, I, my, I am throbbing with excitement for this theory uh, to see Don't, how, Eric, don't do this! How he'll penetrate the Avengers like that. <sighs> uh, causing Eric, you know growth. innuendos in your voice is my kink. Oh, well... <laughs> This theory was engorged with details. It's positively ready to bust. Maybe. <laughs> and so, I, I just can't wait to see uh, Thunderbolt Ross big and veiny and red. There you go. There's the PP joke. I made the PP joke. That's Everyone happy. Good. That's pretty good. I, we're very happy. I made a PP joke. Job, Sam. Red and veiny. I made a PP joke. Why is it red? <laughs> Sam, you act like you're above that. If it's red. <laughs> I, if it's red, call a doctor um, after you make use of it. Uh, all right, next topic, everyone. Uh, so Star Wars Day, uh, May the 4th, was uh, yesterday when we shot this. Um, so Disney made a big announcement. Mm. They said Taika Waititi, director of Thor Ragnarok and Jojo Rabbit, uh, among other great films, is going to be directing a Star Wars film. Uh, he's directed an episode of Mandalorian. Uh, he was the voice of, of IG-11. Um, we don't know any details about this movie, but here's why this is a big deal. Remember Disney, and who knows who it was, Kathleen Kennedy or whatever, having the issues with Lord and Miller uh, when they tried their take at Solo? Lord and Miller, their trope deconstruction style that is the Lego movie and that entire universe is not too far away from Taika Waititi's style. Now, Taika Waititi has proved himself as being able to kind of also have fun and heart. Jojo Rabbit is an incredible film. It's dramatic and hilarious at the same time. Maybe they saw something there that they didn't see uh, in, in the cut of Solo that they saw, but they're giving him a shot. And remember, this is the guy who reinvented Thor. So he's getting a Star Wars movie. So I wanna hear from you guys, what story or character in Star Wars is uh, Taika Waititi probably going to Thor Ragnarok-tize? I said cock, damn it. Uh, <laughs> and uh, what's that story gonna be? Let's go Rogue. Boom, 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 
Boom. Save the best for first. May I go? <laughs> Sam, uh, yes. No. Boom. Thank you very much. Easy answer. One letter, three numbers. No, two letters, three numbers. Two numbers, two Easy letters. Answer. <laughs> C-3PO. <laughs> Let's see. I want to see Taika Waititi take on C-3PO for a number of reasons. One, as a dumb little kid with a lot of nothing going on up here, I thought in the prequels that C-3PO was built by Anakin Skywalker, and that's not true. Depending if we're looking on the legends or the new comics or things filled in by other movies, he was he had a life before he was rebuilt by Anakin Skywalker, and there's a whole story to be told about why he got his red arm, why he has one silver leg, what happened between episode six and seven, uh, and what happened between three and four. I want to know what happened when his mind was wiped before he went off with R2-D2 and got the uh, message from Leia and it kicked off the original series, and I want to know what led to the First Order and how he helped out Leia as a senator and as a representative for the New Republic and what happened. I want to see it from his point of view because he is a special character in terms of what it means to be a droid. I know that in uh, Solo with with L337, that's how I read it. I don't know. You can correct me on that one. But uh, we saw that it was a more emotionally driven droid who had um, who had a very specific goal of liberating droids. And then they were like, ha ha, nice try. You're going to be plugged into a, a ship forever. That's what your life's going to be. But uh, he gets true independence and we get, we could explore what that means. Like when I diving into the background for why he has a red arm, that's an emotional reason for him having that. Yeah. It's not because of a, a, a repair. It is because it someone, another droid, sacrificed, sacrificed itself for him. And I want to know what that means through his eyes. And like you said, with Jojo Rabbit and uh, Hunt for the Wilder People and for Thor Ragnarok, you're able to take um, these stories and have a perfect balance between heart and drama and comedy. And there's an innate uh, humor when it comes to C-3PO because he's so proper, he's so British, and he's so awkward in these situations. Pairing him up with someone else, someone who probably has some sort of New Zealand accent, and having them go across the galaxy together, I think would be a really good uh, combo for a solo Star Wars movie. And we know that at least Star Wars has some, Star Wars, the company, has some uh, confidence with Taika Waititi after seeing what he's able to do in The Mandalorian Season 1. Hopefully he comes back for Season 2 as well. I would like to see him direct again. But I think they have confidence in him, what they're able to do with his, what he's able to do with their IP. And I want to see that story of C-3PO, such a pivotal character in Star Wars canon and what it's been like for him through his eyes or photo reflectors, receptors. Whatever you call them. I, uh, I burped a little bit at the end. Sorry. <laughs> it really, it really it punctuated my point. <laughs> yeah, no, it's an emotional burp. Uh, is R2 in it? Uh, I think I would rather it focus on C-3PO, but I think it would not be a bad idea seeing Taika Waititi's humor chops uh, being shown through that relationship and seeing how they bounce off of each other. And maybe they're hunted down through throughout the galaxy or or what have you but i really want to focus on c-3po specifically and maybe by the end we're able to see how the relationship grows and changes and is challenged i i, I love that especially if it is just the these two droids and uh, talking about heart and whatnot in that i mean remember not not only um you know did those characters already have a lot of heart and we we've seen that with bb-8 and and with uh, uh r2 and whatnot but i mean look at wally right so this is the same company in the in the background there with disney Wally is a movie where it's just this freaking little robot guy and he doesn't even speak real words and yet you know you're you're weeping the moment uh that you know he shows up on screen um so obviously droids can be the center of a movie I love that idea I do see the comedy I think uh, uh is it Stephen Merchant in um uh in Jojo Rabbit uh yes the, as the uh SS officer or, or whatever it is uh that energy of like too proper but also like just like leaning into that and being very, I could see that being very funny and repeating himself a lot. Uh, uh, and here's a pitch for you, Sam. Tell me if you like it. Westworld style, you, you said so many things you wanted to see, but to a computerized brain, all of time is happening concurrently because it can access any memory file at any given time. So we could be doing a, just a multi-timeline movie where we're seeing you know, his, his birth, you know, his death and maybe the arm story, various other stories. And that we're kind of just seeing them all almost unstuck in time. I would Thoughts? really be down for that. 
I'd be, I'd be super down for that. And seeing Taika take on a more sci-fi approach when it came to Thor Ragnarok, I think he could really balance that well. And uh, his whole team already looks impressive. So I, 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 I would be very interested in seeing mm-hmm. him tackle a story like that. Well, you got me excited. Here's two rogies for Sam. <gasps> oh, two big thank boys. You. Oh. There you go. Oh, wow. Definitely didn't run out of rogi props. I definitely am going to reach for something really good. <laughs> You're going to break oh. off some blinds behind you. Bla- <laughs> Black hair dye out of a can. Definitely wasn't from a Harry Potter use costume it, use contest. It, use it. Use it. Use it. Uh, you know, I I shall. Actually, that's going to be during my wish. I'll put it there because I'm thinking <laughs> I'm going to get it. Oh, and it's Matt Fraction and Chip Zardusky's Just the Tips book. It's it's, uh, t- it's a guide from the writers of Sex Criminals over at Image Comics. It's a good, funny book. Good idea for a rogie. Thank you so much. If you're looking mm. down, by the way, and you're only seeing just the tip, bluechew.com. Remember, use promo code NEWROCK, uh, and you'll see a lot more than the tip. Who's next? I'll go. It's my turn now. Uh, I believe we have been leading up to what this movie is going to be about uh, since Force Awakens, uh, we have started to notice that in the more modern Star Wars um, movies, the stormtroopers have uh, bigger personalities. They're not as they're not meant to be seen as you know clones, or no, they're not clones anymore. But they're not meant to be seen as these like you know uh, all bland boilerplate uh, people who all speak the same same cadence, same point of view. They actually start to have opinions and weakness, like like overt weaknesses, cowardice or bravery or whatever. So I believe after, you know, you see in the most recent Disney plus uh, when they put out um, rise of the Skywalker, there's a scene where the stormtroopers are commenting on how ghoulish the Knights of Ren are. So like, even for them, there's a bridge too far. And then of course the Mandalorian episode with Jason Sudeikis as a stormtrooper. So I think this is going to be a stormtrooper tale, uh, told through a comedic lens. And what I believe is you're going to have a grizzled, uh, stormtrooper who's like the older, been around for a long time since the beginning of the empire. And, uh, he's, uh, he's, he's a straight by the book, straight shooter. And he's going to be paired up with a younger, more wild card, maybe a couple, maybe a group of younger stormtroopers, inexperienced, and they're going to get sent on a mission that they just cannot stomach. Maybe it's killing um, Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru. Maybe it's something like that. Maybe we tie it directly into the Skywalker saga, but it's going to be something that's just a bridge too far for them. So what's going to happen is then they go on the run from the Empire, and they basically it's a chase movie set in the outer rim of of these uh, this ragtag group of rebel. Uh, Troopers uh, who eventually joined the rebellion at the end of the movie. How how many? Uh, minimum of two, maximum of five. I would say you could cast, uh, you know, like give me like a Liam Neeson and not Liam Neeson because he's Qui Gon Jinn, but like give me a give me a Jason Statham <laughs> and the kids from Stranger Things. <laughs> That's great. Uh, in, in a minivan just blasting across yeah. Tatooine's desert in, 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 uh, in, in the um, space balls <laughs> but he drives like a Winnebago <laughs> in the Winnebago yeah uh, Tommy I love it I think uh, you you were giving me like um, obviously Finn's story but told as a, a comedy with like Thelma and Louise vibes or something mm-hmm. yeah. um, uh, that's very fun what's the, the Taika-ness of it how do you get well, a little bit of Watiti on it? I think that there's going to be a lot of physical comedy. You know, there's going to be a lot of what mm. we expect. It's going to be taking the stormtroopers, this uniform, precise unit, and showing, like, an arm plate falling off, showing a blaster misfiring. I mean, like, really hammering home. They have no aim. They're terrible at aiming. Maybe we see them training at a shooting range or something in the beginning, and we see all the kids are just terrible at it. Or maybe the instructor is drunk, and he never teaches them proper marksmanship, and that's why maybe this maybe that's a real blind spot for the Empire, is they're so busy trying to destroy whole planets with, with, you know, uh, with ion cannons that they don't actually worry about the blasters. Their, their, their aiming instructor is drunk, so they forever mimic his well, motions yeah, they, when they, they go to they shoot. Call, they call it noodling. Uh, but uh, speaking <laughs> yeah. of noodling, if you are noodling, blue chew. Uh, but uh, I also think you know you can have like Taika playing a, you know, he could be playing almost like a Grand Moff Tarkin type character that is like complaining about the bureaucracy of the Empire. 
and uh, you know that's headed all the way down. Like he can be com- kind of doing the commenting on how disorganized this supposedly well put together empire actually is. Great, uh, I love it, Tommy. That's a big fat two big old wow. thick engorged rogies. No uh, way! And the first one came in as the most basic white guy action figure I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> uh, Derek Vostal. I don't even know what it's from. There's yeah. another. <laughs> and then the second one came in as this Ghostbusters toy that is really fun. You push down on it, and it snaps on your finger. Yowch. Uh, and, the same or, figurine? Or if you blast a... Wait, why does the toy a, hurt you? If you blast a blue chew, you can slap that whacker right down there. And bang. You might get off on it. I don't know. I'd Won't try. go down. Won't go down. No gag reflex on this thing. Just bites. <laughs> oh, you're just talking about yourself now yeah, uh, Eric. Right. I call myself this thing <laughs> <laughs> Eric what do you got uh, okay so the way that Taika Waititi um, gave us some redemption for one of the less beloved Marvel heroes Thor in the MCU we loved him but his movies his first movies weren't that good the third one really was the, the first good Thor movie uh, I think well, you gotta ask yourself who is the Star Wars character in most need of redemption, I would argue Mr. Jar Jar Binks. Senator Jar Jar Binks, I should say. Uh, I think Taika is going to give us our good Jar Jar movie in the Star Wars universe. Okay, so uh, he he already has the plot laid out perfectly. So imagine this is right after the, uh, the Senate has collapsed and now the Empire has risen, you have a young Gungan junior officer in Coruscant uh, who idolizes the Empire. He thinks it's a great thing. He is perhaps the nephew of Senator Banks, and he idolizes his uh, his uncle, the Senator, who helped Palpatine, uh, who gave uh, him the war powers necessary. And he loves the Empire. He thinks it's a great thing, and he wants to be a, a great Imperial officer. He's in this training program, but he discovers a uh, an escapee Padawan who is hiding in his quarters. And through that relationship, he learns that the Jedi aren't this evil thing that he's been brainwashed into thinking. And uh, he, working with this uh, <laughs> this Padawan, this Jedi uh, youngling, learns to uh, maybe they work together to score a victory for the rebellion and and stage an act of terrorism against the Empire. It's and maybe uh, he maybe the whole time Taika plays a version, an imaginary friend version of Jar Jar Binks who guides him. And it's basically <laughs> Jojo Binks. We'll just call this Jojo Binks Jojo working Binks. title. I love the idea of Jar Jar being like redeemed by just the same way that Thor was. I think that's such a, a clever idea, Eric. Uh, and then you just ripped off Jojo Rabbit, so you get one rogue. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> Jojo Rabbit was so yeah. good, though. Uh, yeah, of course. Make it ten times. <laughs> and it comes out as a double-A battery. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Where'd you just pull that out of? Um, I play, Oh. A dark place. Is that your mic? <laughs> dark place. <laughs> <laughs> you Literally? Take that. Yeah. It's what powers him. Yes. Uh, uh, great. All right. Give them all back to me uh, in the form of tweets that remind us of the theory that you just gave. Mm. A movie about stormtroopers? That sounds super. Taika sends this ragtag group on the run, racing around the twin sons. Now this tweet is done. It's a comedy. <laughs> uh, God, I forgot that you have to end your tweets with this tweet is done. Yeah. And, uh, and, and the genre. genre. Tweet. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Sam, what's yours? Oh, easy peasy. C three PO, more like C me PO. Taika, golden heart emoji, red heart, robotic arm. Uh, 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 that's it. <laughs> that's it. You have to say that's the end of the tweet. That's the end of the tweet. Funny. It's a. It's, yeah. What's a C me PO? <laughs> I'm on board. <laughs> Oh, yeah. You're going to go see it. Uh, pissed off. <laughs> uh, Eric, what's yours? Um, mine is just a, a slow motion video of Jar Jar running with a younger Gungan as the music plays. You, sir, can be hero, sir. Just a for once a day. <laughs> Eric, give me back your rogue. All right. Oh, no. <laughs> 
Can't do that. <laughs> Battery's power. Thank you. All right. Uh, <laughs> that voice. Never mind about your whole idea. Uh, all right, guys. It's time for road questions. <laughs> and I'm going to go fast because I'm getting very warm. Uh-oh. Uh, <laughs> you have no blood uh, in your face anymore. <laughs> uh, really, it feels like I'm all blood now. <laughs> uh, guys, uh, number one. Sony is trying to get people to use SPUMC, the Sony Pictures universe of Marvel characters, instead of Spider-Verse or Sony-Verse. How do you pronounce SPUMC, and what uh, alternate definition would that word have? Um, that's easy. That's easy. That's easy. Oh, I got an easy answer. Can't hit the my head. Easy. Anybody want to go? Sure, I'll, I'll go. go. You know how they go pronounce ahead. ROTC, ROTC? This is pronounced SPUMC. As in, spume see these movies, goddammit, we've put it all on the line here. We've risked it all. Spume better see this movie. <laughs> so it's like a threat? <laughs> yeah. See, that's interesting, because my, my thought was, because I don't know if you guys knew this, but even though Sony has a little bit more freedom with making their movies, there's a few things that Marvel Studios and Disney have their, their claws sunken into, and that is specifically the sound effect thwip. And so this is the new sound effect. It's spump. <laughs> And that's the sound it makes when it comes out of his web shooters and sticks to the wall and goes. <laughs> that's the sound it makes when there's like there's only a little bit left. It's the very last one. Oh, he didn't stir it up a lot, so it comes out a little. Exactly. Comes out a little thicker. Part water, part water. <laughs> Gross, um, Eric. <laughs> I think it's uh, it's spoomsy, <laughs> and it's uh, the the ghost of Banksy who was. Killed and into the Spider Verse, but he's mad that they used his name uh, to describe the the weird uh, interdimensional pixelization. Uh, so he's haunting all these characters uh, as a ghost. <laughs> uh, I don't know why I'm giving the one. That's the Eric. <laughs> oh, oh, the battery is back, and the battery is included. No, that wasn't the battery. No, the battery is still is is not. You gotta oh. show me something else. Okay. Uh, it is a <laughs> different battery. Wow. Yeah. Ooh. Nice. Nice. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, number two. Nicolas Cage has been cast as Joe Exotic in an upcoming Tiger King movie. <laughs> yeah. Give us your favorite Nicolas Cage movie quote in the voice of Joe Ex Exotic. I'm really quickly remembering how many times off-screen producer Zach has submitted things where you have to do a Joe Exotic impression yes. at the end of these episodes. He loves so I'm going to give you an alternate. You can either do a Nicolas Cage movie quote in a Joe Exotic voice, or you can do a Joe Exotic quote in a Nicolas Cage voice. Oh! oh. Let's hear it. Wow. Uh, I'm going to just rip the band-aid off here if I may, because I'm not really good at impressions or singing <laughs> or acting. Um, uh, <laughs> it's going to bankrupt me financially. Somebody else go quick. <laughs> Somebody else go quick. Carol Somebody else go Baskin. quick. Carol fucking Baskin. Coming after me and my tigers. Carol Baskin. I could eat a peach for hours. I could eat a fucking peach for it's hours. It's a conversation between the it's two of them. <laughs> between Joe Exotic and Nick Cage in a mirror in adaptation or something. Yes. Yeah. Uh, great. Uh, Eric? Uh, so... I just imagine Joe Exotic uh, um, uh, exploring an island with a cult, and then eventually it's it's run by tigers who torture him and put him in a flaming wicker tiger, but they torture him with bees, and he goes, Ah! Not the bees! Not those bees! Ah! I love it. Uh, Eric gets a, a rogie for a commitment uh, on that. Oh! It's not a battery. Shit. <laughs> it's a iPhone 8 case. Wow. Mm -hmm. Somewhere there's a naked iPhone 8. It's being sexy as hell. He's a slippery uh, little one. iPhone 8 took a Bluetooth and it doesn't fit in the case anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what it normally is shaped like, right? Uh, all right. So, uh, guys, let's get some point totals. I did not keep track. I got my Sony headphones, I got my cough drop, I got pandemic, uh, I got a battery, and I got an iPhone case, so five rogies. Nice. I also have five because for some reason my dueling impressions received nothing. <laughs> Forgot. <laughs> I was just uh, distracted by the, the maze. <laughs> 
Oh, All right. that image. Also, my my the blood not here, man. I get it. I, I'm not mad at you. I'm mad at the system. <laughs> and uh, uh, Sam, what do you got? I got six. I've got Ow! the hairspray. I've got the the book. I got the tiki and the stir. I've got jeebers. What did I where did I put all this stuff? The foot. You got all those jeebers. <laughs> and the and the kuchi kobe. Exactly, uh, Sam. That means that you're our winner. What's your wish? Oh, this is well. Thank you. Uh, my wish is if you guys are familiar with the hit U.S. adaptation, The Office. They have the Dundies Awards, and they're all pointless awards. I would like if you guys could uh, give me an award each. It could be for, like, best at bowling, mm. uh, best dress shoes, mm. uh, cool curly hair that they're testing out with a new <laughs> hair mask, and they don't know if they like it yet. Ah. Anything like that, and I'll sure. write them down, and I'll, and I'll keep them. Uh, Sam, you get the Dundee for most unsettling uh, ASMR lips bit sounds that you're able to make close into a mic. Thank you so much for that. <laughs> that was very sweet. Uh, Sam, I'm so happy to present you with the Always There in a Grinch Award for guy most frequently there to remind you that Christmas is not actually a Christian holiday, but based on <laughs> pagan celebrations from years before Christ even existed. That seems more about Thank the Grinch so than about Sam. <laughs> Uh, uh, I will happily accept. Uh, Sam, I'll give you uh, the uh, the Dundee for a uh, guy who who looks like you know he's a hundred percent here for the porn shoot, but he wants to really quick try falling in love in case this is it for him. <laughs> really quick, <laughs> really just before we start rolling. Sweet eyes, just like a small batch try falling in love from yeah. the table. <laughs> yeah, and if, and if you're not in love, you can't get it up anyway. So bluechew.com, uh, promo code NewRock. Uh, uh, thank you so much to our great guests this week, uh, Eric Voss, as usual, uh, Tommy Bechtold, uh, as usual, and Sam Basher, our winner. Uh, thank you. I love you all. I'm very uh, attracted to each of you right now. Oh, I wonder why. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Philip Molina. Uh, you know what? Go see my, my thirst traps on Instagram, at Philip Molina. Uh, <laughs> this is why I do them. Bye. Bye.